there and welcome to another episode here on the Green Living Chats podcast. Today, we bring you part two of our conversation with Boomerang Water on how they are changing the narrative on single use. Last week, Jason Dibble, who is the co-founder and CEO, and Sean Zakin, who is the chief marketing director of Boomerang Water, joined me on the podcast to talk about the impact of single use, the problem of recycling, and how we can turn the story around. And today we are continuing with part two of this conversation. So if you haven't listened to the first part of this conversation, I suggest you just listen to it before diving into this conversation. This conversation is readily available on all podcast platforms or just visit our website in the show notes to listen to this episode. So to build on on part one, where Sean told us that recycling is confusing. And at least in America, there isn't a singular national law that mandates recycling. So states and local governments are responsible for incorporating their own recycling requirements. From state to state, from city to city sometimes, you may or may not be able to recycle the same items. So as a result, I think plenty of consumers end up shrugging their shoulders, throwing whatever makes them feel better into a singular recycling bin and hoping for the best. You know, we're all here to kind of shine a light on the fact that that's really not acceptable and it's not true anymore. So then, how does Boomerang come in? Boomerang Water is a small batch bottling solution to replace single-use plastic water bottles at large organizations with a controlled environment. We're looking to cut out the classic distribution and turn any facility into their own small batch bottling facility. We're advocating to get rid of single-use plastic bottles, right? We provide a very high quality product at the point of use. Our product really speaks for itself once it's in your hands. What do you do with your single-use plastics bottles now? We throw them away. Great. We're going to capture those bottles and put them back through the system. So I'm sure this is a solution that everyone is looking forward to. And I believe that there is a huge future for Boomerang Water. But I still do believe that all stakeholders should come together to help improve the solution and make it better and even implement it in other countries outside the US. But there is still one solution that we haven't tackled yet. Humans need to reduce our high rates of consumptions. We consume just too much. So on today's episode, we are going to discuss all questions that I think might be on your mind about Bimurang Water. So just grab a coffee and let's dive into this conversation with Sean and Jason. You are listening to the Green Living Chat podcast, a podcast where we discuss emerging environmental issues around the world and to find sustainable solutions. I'm your host, David Ewisimensa. We use this platform to support environmental related initiatives, researches, and projects. This podcast is brought to you by Ecoamet Solutions in Ghana with a mission to going back to green. So join us on this train with new episodes this and every Sunday. Here we go. 
Sounds like a brilliant idea to me. I want us to just go over things that might be going through people's minds. And I'll just mention a word and you just tell me what comes to mind and what Boomerang is doing about this. So um, disinfection, Jason. Yeah, so we actually go through FDA guidelines that are specifically listed out uh, for sanitization. So we built a whole system around their guidelines. So high heat, um, we use biodegradable sanitization chemicals to clean. Again, every part of this process, we've took the extra mile to make sure that we're doing everything in the most sustainable way. So from our disinfection process, which is, again, high heat for a period of time, along with the sanitization process, including disinfecting the caps prior to it going on. Sean, distribution? The whole idea with Big Beverage, obviously, is that you know you bottle in one place and then you freight and ship all over the world uh, you know, to distribution centers and warehouses where your water is sitting, unfortunately, for far too long, sometimes in you know, less than ideal temperatures that we know that when water and plastic gets heated up uh, and sits for too long, microplastics and toxins often leach into the water and can really disrupt the, uh, the health benefits. So consequently, we have eliminated that distribution channel. Everything is done on site in one location by design. Again, we're lucky enough to, in most places, especially in America, to be able to turn on the water and have fairly decent potable water. We ultra purify it and make it as beautiful and delicious and healthy as anything that you could find in a bottle. We just keep it all on site. So there is no distribution off site. That's why, you know, you can imagine the environmental benefits that we just eliminate all trucking, shipping, freighting, because we bottle on site, we distribute on site, we collect on site, we reload on site and fill again and again and again. Okay. I, I would like you to take again, Brandon, but before you get there, I want to ask Jason this question about who are your target clients? Uh, because Sean was talking about how the machine is, is stationary and talking about how it disinfects, it can recycle the whole system, fill the bottles. To me, it sounds like a very expensive and super complicated machine. Can you tell us a little bit about who are your target clients and what should they expect? How can they work with you? Something like that. It's very broad. We, we target, think, right, like corporate campuses, hotels, manufacturing facilities, military bases, universities. Um, when, you're, when you're thinking about, you know, we say closed loop, it's, it's any environment that we can control where we know we're going to get the bottles back, right? Even taking a step into airports, right? Where you're picking up from one location, dropping off at to another. So, you know, fortunately or, for, or unfortunately, uh, the sky is really the limit for us. I mean, here in Davidson, we're even doing a milkman drop off and pick up to residents, businesses, and a retail side. We're very keen in working with the right organizations right now, but ultimately we're, we're hoping to proliferate this technology into all verticals. What's great, David, about the economics behind this is that we recognize that these systems can get expensive. So consequently, first and foremost, we are targeting these larger organizations. We believe, you know, we see now studies suggest certainly that the individual consumer, the end user wants to be better. They want to be more 
you know, environmentally conscious and sustainable, they just don't necessarily want to work too hard or spend too much on it. You know, 80% of consumers now expect brands to help them improve their environmental footprint. So we do believe that the onus is really on these larger organizations. That's how we believe we're going to make the largest widespread change. But as a result, our business model is such that we lease out these systems rather than selling the system. It's a nominal monthly fee. And then we just have an exclusive supply agreement for bottles and caps that, again, are pretty insignificant. And when you use them over and over again in the system, I mean, a bottle that might have started at a dollar, you know, gets run through the system 10 times and suddenly it's just it costs pennies. So it's incumbent upon the organization to just recover their bottles and put them back into the system. Even our glass bottles are super durable. The glass and aluminum are intended to be reused over and over and over again. So we're really competitive, you know, when it comes to some of the higher end, uh, even plastic water bottles. You're just going directly into Brandon. I would like you to talk a little bit about how you consider Brandon. I see us as a solution. You know, there's so much doom and gloom out there as far as, yes, we know that it's bad. Yes, I kind of even know now that when I put a plastic bottle in the recycling bin, it's probably <laughs> not going to wind up, you know, doing, working its magic like I hope it will. And so we are a solution to this problem, not for everyone. If you're using a hydro flask every day and you're happy toting around a refillable bottle, thank you. And we appreciate you. You're just not necessarily going to, you know, feel the need for our service, but these larger organizations that are still giving away tons and tons of single use plastic water bottles, it's not responsible anymore. We know that in America, 83% of employees drink plastic bottled water at work. <sighs> what do you do with that? You know, we are a solution for that. And so it's getting that word out. And it's also, you know, and appreciate efforts like your own to, to help us amplify that notion that recycling is good, reusing is better. Just want to remind everyone that all these statistics that we are mentioning, we're going to put them in the show notes and uh, links to them so that you can get to reach them as well. But before we continue, I want to ask Jason, now we are solving water. Of course, people drink a lot of water every day. Are you guys considering to go into other products, other liquid products? Uh, the short answer is absolutely. Right. We created the world's first small batch bottling system. So there are plans on, you know, as the technology proliferates, we will be going into flavors, but obviously keeping with our theme, there will be the healthiest flavors we could possibly create. And we're already in discussions with some flavor companies to explore those, those channels. In the short term and the long term, we've got plenty of work to do with just, you know, trying to attack public enemy number one, which is single-use plastic. <laughs> so that would be a massive victory if we could make even just the slightest dent in this plastic pandemic, as we call it. So yes, long-term, the sky is the limit, truly. You know, when you look at most liquids, primary ingredient is water. And so if that is where we're starting, we can explore any number of 
you know, interesting creative solutions to, and not to mention, you know, we're working with some high-end hotels. As soon as you get a single use reusable glass bottle in a hotel room, suddenly the orange juice next to it in a plastic bottle doesn't make sense. The soda bottle in plastic next to it doesn't make sense. So, you know, we're really hoping to start introducing this wide sweeping change that just, you know, starts to, to pick up steam and proliferates throughout various industries. I want to ask you about how people are responding to the products, but before you answer that, I want to put it out there that I think that industries and some individuals, um, entrepreneurs are really doing their best to try and bring out solutions to some of the everyday problems that we have. But if you trace most of these issues that we have in concerning sustainability, it's linked to human behavior. How can the bottles do not litter themselves? The, the bottles will not carry themselves into the ocean. I mean, most of the things that are happening are actually direct to human behavior. So I really love it that you guys are bringing the solution that can slowly train people's minds to actually reduce their consumption rates and also think about, hey, I can try and use this alternative. I really like the example that you gave with, if you have a bottle of water made in boomerang package and you have a bottle of a drink or orange juice or whatever in plastics, it's that, it makes you start thinking because I can return the bottle that I just drank water from. But what about the juice? I have to throw it away. So I think it's a very good way for people to um, respond and also train themselves on their consumption rate as well. But so far, how are people responding to your product? I'd say we've been wildly successful. Obviously, this is a new product offering. Frankly, it's kind of even a new category. So we need to help teach, educate, to train. You know, we were talking to a, a potential customer not long ago, and we were on Zoom and this gentleman who's really, you know, big deal executive was saying, you know, in full disclosure, we're considering boomerang water. And it seems like you've got a really interesting product offering service here, but we're also talking to another direct to consumer water company that sells their bottles in aluminum. So, you know, what's the difference? And I, you know, I laughed. I said, how much time do you have? The truth is that we're really not in the same category. As long as there is a water company that is bottling in one location, even if it's in a sustainable package like aluminum, like glass, like cardboard, if they're shipping it around the world and selling it direct to consumer, they are still part of the problem. It's better than plastic bottled water, but there's a whole distribution channel that is wreaking havoc on our environment. We're not doing that. So that's what's most exciting to me. And as soon as you say that and you recognize, oh, and by the way, we're the only bottled water brand that knows exactly where our empty bottles wind up because by design, they're loaded right back into our system. Otherwise, even in an aluminum bottle, you give it away for single use or you sell it. And then what? Then it's incumbent upon the end user to do the right thing. We're taking all of the guesswork out of that, which is what's exciting to me. And I find once we help lead the consumer there, or in, in our case, these big businesses, 
it's like their eyes light up and they get it. Oh my God, if we're trying to be sustainable and we're trying to eliminate single use plastic, this is a terrific solution. So it's been really encouraging. Hi there, just a quick one. So if you're enjoying this conversation, why don't you just share this episode with a friend of a friend and let's get more people to listen to this episode, the agency of climate change and humans reducing our impact and footprint on the environment is a necessity. And these are the conversations we need to promote. You can also help us by giving us a star rating or sharing your comments on whichever platform you are listening to this episode. Visit our website and our social media platforms in the show notes and get interactive with us or send us an email at glcpodcast at echoamidsolutions.com. So thank you in advance. Let's get back into this conversation. Yeah, um, I want to ask Jason, is there a way we can monitor and make sure that people return their bottles? The short answer is no, right? You can't, I mean, unless you have, it's like the hallway monitor sitting there, but but this is what we do know, right? <laughs> like, like, this is what we do know. We, we inherently all know we have to recycle, right? So if you're sitting in front of a trash bin and a recycling bin, and you have a glass or aluminum bottle, I would say 95% of the time that individual is going to put in a recycling bin. We've all been trained that way. So it's not really the monitoring process. You know, we, we've got some, some stuff that we're working on, but us at Boomerang, we only can give you the tools, right? We can give the organization the tools, we can set them up for success, but at the end of the day, it still lands in the, the hands of the consumer. And so it's the responsibility of us, again, from the beginning as global citizens to know that we're going to have to do something. But I think in most most cases, I'd say 95% of the people are gonna put that in you know, the recycling bin. Just people have bad days and they're gonna throw it into the, the trash bin, sure. But I believe in people. Like I, I believe in this, this human race of ours that we all want to do good. We just need the tools in order to do it. And that's what we provide. I actually think that one of the other benefits to our system is that these corporations who are leasing our system and have adopted our program are incentivized to educate their staff members, their guests, their clients, their consumer to actually return that empty bottle when they're done with it, because otherwise they're going to have to buy a new bottle to go back into our system. So we, our system does you know, recognize how many bottles you started with. We certainly are able to monitor you know, from afar what their, these consumption rates are like and how, how many bottles they're going through and how many bottles they're losing or breaking or you know, people are walking away with. So it does help hold these corporations, you know, it makes them more accountable for these bottles because there is a financial incentive for them to keep those bottles in you know, circulation. We're going to get into the future, how the future looks like for Boomerang in a second. But I want us to talk about the sizes of your bottles and their cost. 
as compared to their traditional ones that we have. I think we mentioned this earlier when we, we first had a conversation. The bottles you have right now, according to what I've seen on, on social media, is about 500 milliliters. I mean, the bottle size in volumes. Um, are we looking for larger sizes? Because I think that um, also in the offices and other places, there could be places where people can use, there are these large plastic bottles that are also being used a lot. So is there plans to cover that market as well? Or We're exploring larger bottles as well, but the idea is that by design, we are reusable single use. So the larger the bottle, the longer that one individual might be, you know, holding onto that bottle. So the organization might require more bottles, you know, as a result, that wouldn't necessarily be cost effective, but like an S a 750 ml bottle for restaurants, for example, might make a lot more sense. The issue being as soon as you have a larger bottle, even a hydro flask, oftentimes you need to pour that beverage into something. So you'd think that corporations would have a better sense of not doing this, but you'd be surprised that oftentimes it's okay, perfect. Well, I'll just have single use plastic cups to, you know, to share with my employees because they're so inexpensive. So the idea I think for us, at least for now is to keep that single use model that you have an individual sized bottle that you can enjoy on your own. And then you know, rather than tossing it away, we'll recover it and put it right back into our system for reuse. Okay, perfect. Can you tell us a little bit about how the future looks for Boomerang? The future looks bright. Like I said, I'm, I am a glass half full kind of a guy. I, I think that no one even knows about us yet. And we're working with one of the largest high-end hotel chains in the world. We're working with some major, major Fortune 500, Fortune 100 companies. The economics allow are such that any organization can afford this. And if they're sustainably focused and want to make this a priority for them. So we're now talking to municipalities about closed looping islands and entire communities. Like we're working with the town of Davidson. We have, we've launched the Davidson Sustainability Challenge, which is an initiative that we're working with the town of Davidson to eliminate 1 million single-use plastic water bottles from the community this year alone. And like I said, people want to be better. They want to do the right thing. They just don't want to work very hard or spend a lot for it. And we don't blame them. That's why, you know, we laugh. I, I told you we've coined this term that we're congrenient, which is, you know, we're as convenient and easy as single-use plastic, only we're better for the planet. We are about to work with a company called Unit of Impact to help measure our own environmental you know, em emissions and otherwise, what we do know uh, and we're super proud of is that every single use bottle of boomerang that's collected and loaded back into our system uh, eliminates up to 95% of CO2 emissions. With every generation of our system, we obviously improve our system and obviously minimize our waste accordingly. So uh, we're looking to do a new life cycle analysis of our our newest system as it's hitting the market. And you know, we're really proud of, especially as I mentioned, eliminating that hazardous and costly distribution channel that all of the big beverage guys have popularized. I'm really looking forward to that. 
Jason, if you have the chance to just ask someone um, to use Boomerang, or let's say if you have a business partner, a hotel manager in front of you right now, to tell him how good Boomerang is, what would you say? How would you advocate to him? How would you educate him to use your product? It's a really good question. You know, as we discussed throughout this uh, interview, you know, we're advocating to get rid of single-use plastic bottles, right? We provide a very high-quality product at the point of use. Our product really speaks for itself once it's in your hands, right? Once you understand the program and what we're doing, it really speaks to how simple the process is to do how you're not changing what you're currently doing at all. And that's a lot of the pushback we get sometimes, which is, well, what do I have to do differently? Nothing. What do you do with your single-use plastics bottles now? We throw them away. Great. We're going to capture those bottles and put them back through the system. You know, I love when they get their first sip of our water because it's that fresh, ultra-pure water right at the point of use after they press that button and they're amazed at how efficient the system works. You know, for us right now, it's just getting in front of these organizations. As Sean said, you know, we're talking and having these unbelievable conversations with organizations, and we're really not even pushing the marketing angle yet. We're just getting ready. We're just getting up and going. And again, it's the product that speaks volumes. We're not changing anything that anybody isn't currently doing. Sean, you have anything to add? I think we're just, we've built a better mousetrap right? Yep. If, if you're going to throw your single-use bottle into a recycling bin, we're putting it in a recovery bin instead that will you know, be readily available at any of these organizations. And we just make it easy. That's what I believe the end user or the consumer wants. You want to be better. You want, you know, one in two travelers want more eco-friendly accommodations. Employees globally even in the last year, especially with the pandemic, environmental concern is up by over 50%. We see sustainability is on trend. We just need more solutions. I don't like to share the problem without talking about the solution. And I'm proud to be a part of this great organization that is an economical solution for this massive problem. I'm really happy that we could have this conversation and I look forward to just watching the Olympics one day and seeing people queue to your machine to pick up bottles and just drink and in the next break, they just put it back. I look forward to take the next flight and I'll be handed this boomerang bottle that I know that they're going to take it back as soon as the flight lands. We're going to put it back in the machines and, and just get them disinfected and refilled again. And one thing that I'm really looking forward is we can open your model up for research and development to also get into the system. Because I see this as a very new trend, as a new era where people can also develop it more. Because I think that there are a lot of other areas where it's part of the dream, but it's, it's not there yet and people can help. Right now, I was just thinking about, so how do we make sure that the bottles in one particular location is not, let's say, overcrowded, right? So there are still lots of things that we, we can do with this program and your model. And I think that is very interesting. Um, it has a very bright and interesting future. I don't know, Sean, you want to say yeah, something? Yeah, thank you. Uh, you know, and it, 
it isn't always easy or inexpensive to amplify that message. So thank you to you and for your passion for sharing, you know, stories like ours. For your listeners, anyone who's interested, we'd love for you to follow along on our journey on Instagram. We're at Get Boomerang Water and our website, boomerangwater.com. So thank you really to you and to your passionate, creative, inspired listeners for being part of the change. As Jason always likes to say, we're all on this planet together. And when we've got a problem in, in one sector, we're all affected by it. So thank you for being part of the, the team. Thank you really so much for coming on the podcast. Um, before I let you go, we're going to put all your details, your social media platforms, your website, everything in the show notes. And if anyone is open to um, and interested in collaborating, you should just get in touch with you. I don't know if Jason has something to say about how you're open to collaborations and which areas are you open to so that people can get in touch. Yeah, so we're open to all. You know, I, I mean, nothing, nothing, nothing's off the limits right now. However, what, what I will speak to is we're a very, very disciplined group, right? We're a veteran owned organization. So discipline is core to our values. So right now, currently we are again, focused on working out and proliferating the technology here in the United States. And then as we work out all the very finite details, we will then be heading overseas to expand quickly. But that does not stop us from taking phone calls, having conversations, putting things in place. You know, we're, we're an open door policy, as we would say, right? All, all, all conversations, everything's warranted. Um, again, this is, this is a global initiative, and it's going to take every one of us to do something. Yeah. Uh, Jason, if you have the chance, in spite of all the conversation that we've had, if you have the chance to just change one thing about humans' behavior towards the environment. <laughs> one? <laughs> what would that one thing be? <laughs> um, you know, I, here, here's the thing. I'm, I'm hopeful in human behavior, right? What I wish there was, if, if I did have a wish, I wish, you know, I, I wish, <laughs> I just wish there was a cost to destroying the environment. And it, it, it reflected financial in the cost, cost right? of the product. Yes, a financial cost to that product. And I think that would change everybody's mind, right? And, and I think that's the difficulty. I, I believe in our race. I believe in, I believe in our species. I believe that everybody wants to do good. I just think it's circumstantial in a lot of situations where, again, people are shop, shopping for the cheapest item. It's just not the cheapest for the environment. So if there could be a change, I just wish we'd wake up and realize that there is a cost of polluting this uh, planet. If that hook hit us in a pocketbook, I think immediately we, we would see, again, crisis change very, very quickly. Yeah. Sean, what about you? Yeah, just recognizing that single-use plastic is not a terrific solution anymore. And there is a cost to, you know, convenience and hopefully you know in time we'll continue to retrain and relearn that okay glass and aluminum and you know anything reusable as opposed to single use and even recyclable is worth your consideration and where you should be spending your efforts and your money 
Well, this this has been super informative and I just love what you guys are doing. What I really appreciate is the time and effort you have put in to prepare for this initiative. And I really look forward to all the things that we've talked about earlier. And I hope that in the next states, in the next country, it's, it's coming up very soon. So guys, watch out and get in touch with Boomerang. Yeah, see how you can collaborate and help. Thank Thanks you guys so much. so much for coming. And I really Thanks, appreciate David. your time. Cheers. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Green Living Chats podcast. This initiative is to educate and create awareness on things that really matter. We look forward to hearing your thoughts and comments as we get interactive on our social media platforms at Echoamet Solutions on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and LinkedIn. If you would like to be part of these conversations, contact us via email at glcpodcasts at echoamidsolutions.com or see our contact details in the show notes. See you on the next episode and remember, live green.